Hey, it's Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the Sensual Sessions, the place to be to sense your fire so you can share the flame. And today we have a very special guest. This is Elle Monk. She, she lives in a work trains in a monastery and she is the founder of Tantra.community. Welcome, Elle. Good evening. Such a pleasure to have you here. And would you tell us a little bit about how you got started on your research and your interest and your work with Tantra? Well, the whole uh, journey started actually as an artistic research, which was a, a research about hope. It was called uh, Bureau d'Espoir, so the Bureau of Hope. And I was looking for ways to understand how we could produce and share hope and distribute hope and uh, reproduce hope and so as a kind of a special uh, immaterial commodity let's say and um, so my research actually brought me on the path of uh, tantra because a lot of people told me like they are actually body practices uh, in which you can experience hope as an affect as a as a transformative affect And I started studying Tantra and just like uh, coming home. So um, my spiritual path opened there. And uh, so I, I left somehow the PhD environment I was working in and started a monastery. So that's a kind of a com um, contemporary form of monastery. And also I became a Tantra, a Tantra yeah, teacher. I find it very hard to use the word teacher, but okay, so... We, we do share the practice of Tantra, which has a certain kind of tradition and um, which is kind of passed on over generations. And uh, I follow the Kaula tradition and the Kaula tradition is usually um, uh, a women's tradition or is led by a woman and, and uh, for all uh, sexes and all genders um, as a kind of embodiment of that energy of uh, the Shakti energy, so the life energy, um, which means I do situate myself somewhere in the non-dual Tantra, which means the Tantra that doesn't make uh, a judgment or a moral judgment on what is right and what is wrong, um, which is a classical Tantra form, which kind of blossomed in the 9th, 10th century in uh, uh, Kashmir, mainly. But I also take a lot of uh, contemporary elements from what we call Neo-Tantra, which actually is a form of sexual healing that uh, started in the 1960s. And it was a total misunderstanding of classical Tantra, actually. Um, and it's mixed with uh, influences of, of Reich, Reichian uh, therapy. It's mixed with, of course, the teachings of Osho um, and other people. And what was helpful about these forms, there's a really nice also practice of the 60s, uh, Urban Tantra, it's a book also, uh, Anne Sprinkle worked on it, if I remember well. Um, and they use Tantra actually as a kind of a political tool for emancipation and for, for fighting for LGBTI um, plus rights. So it's already very interesting there what happens to Tantra. So... That's just a little, uh, so I work in between. So I think you need the discipline of the classical Tantra 
to actually achieve something so that you're not stuck in uh, bliss bunny land, like I call it, that you get addicted to the bliss of the tantrum. Yes. But I also see that this time needs special desperate measures to get us back into our bodies and our intimacy. And so I try to weave them together somehow. Yes. So it, it doesn't stay in the body and the bliss of, of the person, but that it ripples into the world. Because in, an, in any way we are separate, we are all connected. I like a lot your, your view on Tantra. So tell us, what is Shadow Tantra? Well, Shadow Tantra, it's a bit of a catchy phrase because every form of Tantra is actually shadow, uh, shadow work in the sense that Tantra is very much, like I said, a non-dual tradition or this kind of Tantra is. Um, in which you embrace the things that scare you, that make you sad, that make you angry, that uh, don't agree with you, because the practice of Tantra is to go into full acceptance and uh, vitality of, of, of all that is. In that sense, it's not so different from, for example, uh, Buddhist teachings on how to deal with emotion and uh, how to deal with Uh, negative thoughts and opinions and all these things. So, but what you do in Tantra, and that's going a little step further, I think is mixing up these negative emotions uh, with pleasure, but also using them as doorways into uh, liberation. So, for example, in a lot of traditions, you would say like, oh, you're not supposed to be a spiritual person. You're not supposed to get angry anymore. You're supposed to be beyond that. So leave that behind. In the Tantra, you will say, great, you're angry. Great. Now we have something to work with. So go into that anger, go into that anger, make it bigger, find it in your body. That's very important. Find the point of embodiment and work on it until it starts to transform. And it starts to transform because it gives it more energy, not less. So you kind of focus like you go into the black hole and when you go into the black hole and you in that moment actually through your body you dismantle the idea you have of yourself as a nice person or someone that is uh that doesn't get angry or that is uh, that is good to other people so you dismantle your kind of cage of identity of of, of uh, ego and through this dismantling pleasure comes out and then you come out The other way so the anger is gone but you didn't suppress it you actually allowed it to blossom into vitality um yeah and that is a practice that is quite interesting and you can do the same with sadness or with other negative emotions what a way of transparently and sincerely being in the world starting From the experience, from the world that is your own experience, like moving out of the corrective and perfectiveness pretense of being on top mm -hmm. of everything, like I am enlightened, I am full of love, and I don't get resented, I don't suffer, I don't feel anger, I am happy all the time, which Maybe there's one person in the world that truly is like that. Maybe the Dalai Lama, I don't know. <laughs> But no, he's actually high-level Tantra, or I have heard. But this, like, not 
not hiding your the rawness of your true experience under the rug, beneath the bed, inside the closet, but going right to the heart of it and how well it, it takes it takes um yeah courage um and also hard to to go there and it's not and, scary and yeah. it's scary because it's like looking at you in the mirror in your inner mirror but beyond looking it's feeling yourself and how wonderful that in, in that daring to be at the edge of of the now in your reality in yourself this awareness this uh, piercing of of the attention transforms these mantles that because it's true like it, that anger can get sort of anger or sadness or whatever emotion at least in my experience can get crystallized as a shadow thing of my personality that I don't want to deal with. I don't want to show like in my resume. I don't want to to have other people deal with it because I believe that I am responsible. But it's it's like as much part of my experience as the wonderful things in my experience. And I, <laughs> I feel such a relief of like realizing that yeah this is a way of working because this is a way of of living life because i i often tend to fall into the idea that once i finish working in this horrible project then i'm gonna be happy once i get consistent mm. discipline with the exercise i'm gonna feel okay once i drink water it's gonna be right like like a certain procrastination of bliss and pleasure, even though like I am pretty much aware of that. While if you're like, okay, like I am procrastinating on this, how do I feel about it? And there, therefore there's no need for hiding that in order to not be ashamed because it's like one layer of emotion over another layer exactly. of emotion. So yeah, I'm, I'm liking this, this view on, on shallow Tantra. And well, tell us like how can this make a difference in in your in every aspect of your life life from what have you seen like in the professional, in the um daily habits, in the sexuality, in the creativity? What have you seen of, of the results? Well, after results, yeah. Well, I do year training, so I work with people for longer periods of time. So then you do see that the first part is usually about the healing of um, of some traumas, or I would say actually the healing of the story, because everybody comes with a story of who they are and what they have been taught and what is important, and and they uh, they or go with the story of what they have been taught or they go with the counter story of so i'm not that person which is also a story so the the first part is dismantling the story and that is a very tricky part because when you start dismantling um for yourself the things you believe in you no longer have a clear a clear or stable ground to stand on 
but also your relations that are based on being dependable in who you are or uh, in your identity, they, they depend on that label, the labels you have given yourself. So the moment you start Tantra, usually your relations start to shift a lot. First of all, with your partner, if you have a partner, but also with your, your family members, your friends, um, you start kind of seeing things differently if you are really practicing. And um, we live in a, in a time where opinion and criticality are uh, valued very highly. And of course, these are very much related to having a, a particular identity. I am the person that can see through this. I am a person that is, that is not going for this shit. I am the person that sees what the government is doing, all these things. But this practice is actually not about that. It's not about distinguishing yourself through criticality, but it is about opening yourself to not be who you think you are. Judith Butler uses a very nice term when she's talking about um, mourning, about um, uh, yeah, about the sorrow for, yeah. for someone who has gone. And she calls it, it's a petition to become undone. And I think that's a perfect um, description of what Tantra is. It's a, it's a petition. It's, it's, a, it's please allow me not to have to live in this prison that I have created for myself or that people have created for me or that my culture has created for me. Um, so because I know somewhere I'm bigger, I'm, I'm more powerful, I'm, I'm more happy, I'm more ex acceptance, uh, and I can deal with all this shit when I realize that. So it makes you a, a much better warrior or, or, or political being, I think, to at the same time as you are doing very concrete things in the world, also to see or to know that this connection is there. I, I am not only this, I'm not only a woman, I'm not only yes. a particular gender, I'm not only a particular color, I'm also a lot of other things. And it doesn't diminish the first uh, identifications, but it, it makes that you can dance with them, that you can really kind of push it around and, um, and not feel that, that they are enclosing you. And I think the Tantra gives you, and so yeah, what are the repercussions a lot? I think uh, I stopped working when I started the Tantra, although I, I, I lived in the arts and I was very happy. I was running an institute for artistic research. I was very happy, but actually I was not. I, I didn't even know that I, because it was so, so perfect. It was everything I ever wanted. And it was an environment that I loved. And through Tantra, I saw like, ah, but I'm, this, this is actually not the whole person. No, this is not. So it's part for time for something else. And that's not necessarily what you have to do, because in the end, you could do Tantra wherever you are. You don't have to go to a special place. So you don't have to start a monastery. Tantra is very much a householder path. It's actually really, like you say, it's a yes. practice that you do the whole day, every day, wherever you are because you will always be confronted with, with, with uh, a, a, a kernel of negativity or of judgment or of, uh, so you have always something to work with. Um, but yeah, in my particular case, I, I, I chose to experiment with a monastic uh, way of life. 
um, as a, in the sense of um, a place where you are at the service of others and where you um, put your spiritual practice in the front, let's say, or, or first. But that I do it now for five years or six years and the practice changes constantly. Yeah. Like it's also a question of not getting caught up by, I'm sure that it has to be like this to, to, to keep it open and to keep it flowing and to keep uh, undone looking to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, changing as you change, as life change, as the world changes. And yeah, this sense of being undone allows for an immense spaciousness to being able to behold the contradictions in life, the contradictions in oneself, the unresolved matters in our own history even, the unresolved matters of the world and, and really living in this um, crepuscular, like, rainbow-like between night and day, liminal changing that is life moment by moment because I have fallen into waiting to save the world in order to feel pleasure and then if I feel pleasure because of whatever breathing that is so pleasurable then I would lash myself with guilt. I No, I shouldn't be like this happy being people die like that and yeah and being undone allowed for like the sense that I am getting from your wonderful words is like okay like this is the there's a beautiful sadness to to the bliss of of life and also to the pain of life and yeah this perspective uh, also very funny I think. yeah like it. It allows to to go on in the world, feeling with the heart all that is to be felt, not only striving for the market-approved Instagram-wise good things and goals and accomplishments that you should be happy for. And if you don't feel happy, then whatever. So, yeah, I, this is wonderful, El Shadow Tantra with your approach. Would you share with us a little taste of it so we can feel it in our body? Mm, yeah. So, yeah, since we don't have so much time, I'm just going to do something simple, I think. Let's just see what comes. Let's uh, close our eyes. So if you're listening, you can for a moment just connect to your body. And it's important that you feel your body from the inside out so that you don't look at your body, but that you feel your body from the inside out. And maybe that you just register the emotion you have at this moment. Like, is there any kind of impatience or anxiety or joy? anywhere in your body and just try to feel where that feeling is in your body. 
and breathe into it. It might be an unnamed emotion for the moment, just a kind of energetic intensity somewhere in the body. Now when you breathe in, you send all the energy of your breath to that space and try to see what is there. If it's a feeling, an emotion, what color does it have? What is its shape? Is it big or small? Compact or spread out over your body? And now make a little bow with your hands and ask that feeling or that sensation to take shape as a little figure in your hands. And as you look at this figure, Just ask it, what do you have to tell me? Look it in the eye and ask it, what do you have to tell me? And when you got your answer, gently open your eyes and let the emotion go. Now feel for a moment in your body if there's a little bit of space that has opened up. And then breathe out and let it go. Just. Oh. Yes. A little. It's very small and simple. Yeah. Wonderful to do when one is very tired after answering 25 emails and <laughs> to lock in your in the bathroom of the office or after your boyfriend is like, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, delicious, delicious, delicious. And it, it, it touches this work of going right into the emotion, but not even in an aggressive way, but almost my sensation is almost in a curious way, like, yeah. Like, what do you have to tell me? Mm -hmm. And holding it. So it, it's it's not like something that you want to hide and you are against that and not, or challenge your the the fixed idea of who you are who you should be, but that it's held by this being undone. Yes. Mm -hmm. So much, L. How can we learn more from you, with you? Check on your work. 
Um, so if you're interested in the Tantra, you can always go to tantra.community. That's the website. And there's also an Instagram and a Facebook uh, page for that. And if you're more interested in monastery life and contemporary monastery life, you can go to themonastery.live. And that's live with a V. Um, also the website and um, and uh, Facebook group. Wonderful. So go find L at tantra.community and monastery.life and monastery.life, Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much, L Monk. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Talking to you. <laughs> Have a good night. Have a good night, evening. And for the sensualists that are listening, watching all over the world remember to sense your fire so you can share the flame and if you're not already subscribed to the essential emails go to centraldepoder.com and get yourself signed up so you get more of the essential sessions podcast delivered weekly on your email see you next time